Welcome back to The Sports Life, your latest episode with Brett and Caden Koval. I know you guys will all be disappointed to hear this, but I'm going to be flying solo tonight. I will explain that a little bit later, but it does have to do with Caden and youth sports. I'll get into that a little bit more later in the show. But for right now, what we're going to cover on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Cubs-Tigers series in which the Cubs took two of three, and we're going to finish up with a quick review on HBO's Hard Knocks, which this year is featuring the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. It's something I just want to talk to the, to the audience about a little bit. So without further ado, let's go. So regarding this Cubs and Tigers series, uh, again, and a good to get a series win here. The Cubs have won nine series since the All-Star break, which is phenomenal. I think they're tied with the Dodgers with nine series wins. So again, if we keep doing that, the Cubs are going to get where they need to be um, with regard to the postseason and the playoffs. Right now, there's a, there's a logjam in the wild card where you have the Diamondbacks, the Reds, the Marlins, the Giants, the Phillies, the Cubs. I mean, there's a lot of teams there, so the Cubs have to stay hot. they got to keep winning series, and right now they're doing the work. So um, this series was a little bit different. It was nice to see the Cubs start to generate some runs from something other than home runs, where we talked about that in the last series, where we had to grind out some of these games. We won game one, seven, six. I had a disappointing game two and an eight six loss, and then game three won six to four. So there was there was a lot of small ball mixed in here in these games. So I'm excited to just give you guys a, a quick overview on that. First of all, the first game, Assad had a nice outing there. Uh, we did run into some struggles with the middle relief. Fulmer had a tough outing, but really Suzuki's heating up. Madrigal had a big hit late to give us the lead, and the Cubs did everything they needed to do there. So we're we're continued to continuing to see Cubs success, get a win, move on to the next game. Again, 7-6, had to grind that out a little bit. Good to see. The next game, let's get into this guy, okay? Because with all due respect to professional athletes, they made it much further in the game than most of us. They're in the top 0.1% of their profession, and they deserve credit for that. That also gives us the right to be hard on them when they don't perform, and that is what's happening with Smiley right now. Smiley's recent starts have not been good. He's been okay out of the pen. Uh, he gave up two big homers to a guy that, that doesn't hit home runs, which means he's he's making a lot of mistakes out there. Uh, Quas came in later in the game. He had some control issues as well. But overall, I had mentioned in an earlier pod that I had not been impressed with Smiley, and basically I didn't get into the, the details on that. Smiley had a couple balls hit to him uh, from the mound that he, he just didn't hustle for him. He seemed kind of disinterested in the game, and it's such a special place to be able to make it onto a major league roster, and the expectation is that, that you're going to hustle on every play and, and work hard for your team no matter what. And Smiley sometimes doesn't seem to do that, which that's, that's what has disappointed me more than anything. Again, you're going to have rough outings here, less than four innings, gave up seven earned runs, just had a tough one. Those are going to happen. But again, I'd like to see some fire out of him. I would like to see some leadership, and we just haven't seen that. So it was a, it was a difficult game, too. We'll move on from it, but I'd like to see more out of Smiley. I want to see him back in the pen. I know that uh, Ross was trying to make some different pitching moves here. We had used the bullpen quite a bit in consecutive games. The Cubs are on a run where they're playing a lot of games right now. But at the same time, 
let's keep that guy out of the starting rotation and let's get somebody else in there. I, I, I need to know what's going on with Stroman. We need him back because we can't, you know, we, we can't give away games. Even though we won two or three here, these are teams in the, in the Royals and the Tigers that we could have easily swept and we weren't able to get that done. So in game three, we had Talon. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he he, he was solid. He was solid. He div he gave up a grand slam, but he was he had a no hitter through five innings, which was fantastic. And then in the in the uh, in the sixth, he gave up that granny, and then the Cubs were able to add a couple runs late and secure that victory at six to four. Uh, Jan Gomes had a big hit in there. Nico hit a sacrifice fly. So. Again, the Cubs playing a little small ball, getting done what they need to. And Jan Gomes, I mean, he's got to remind Ross a, a little bit of himself, right? I mean, there's a veteran presence here from that catcher position. He's catching, um, he, he's catching a little heat here in the bat later in the season. And he's really looking good for the Cubs. He's, he's really being a, a leader. And I like his veteran presence there, and I hope that he continues to swing the bat well and uh, play that role of uh, catcher and leader for the team. So moving on, again, the Cubs take the series, two out of three, need to be happy with that, and push on to this next series against the Pirates and continue to win baseball games because it is not going to get any easier. The Brewers continue to win games. They're, they're in close contests. But they continue. Uh, they, they continue to get the job done. They they are going to be hard to catch. And with uh, with with the season shrinking here, um, I'm hoping we can make a run. Because as fun as it is to make a wild card, you can be out of the postseason very quickly. One more note before I jump onto the the hard knocks review is Alzale. Okay, when you talk about getting the job done, that's exactly what he's doing. He is not your shutdown closer. He's not your Mariano Rivera, your Trevor Hoffman of the old days, uh, Dennis Eckersley, these guys that we used to think of like when, hey, when they come in the game, this game's over, slam the door, forget about it. And quite frankly, none of the other teams really have that. I mean, they're just there's a couple of guys out there with 30-plus saves, but when you watch them, you don't see the level of dominance. It just feels like, you know, one specialized pitcher over the other that ended up being the relief or the the closer for that particular team. So with Alzale, he seems to have that metal, that that mentality where he's going to shut you down, he's going to pound his chest, he doesn't care if he's coming in to close a game where they're up seven runs or they're up one run. When he wins that game, he's going to be excited about it. He's on the mound yelling, he's pumped, and as a Cubs fan, I like to see that. I'd like to see that much more than the type of temperament you see out of a guy like Smiley. Let's see a guy get intense. Let's see a guy that's happy about his job and he's going to give everything he's got every time out there. So he does have the medal for the closing position. And I like watching him. I like watching him. Even though he makes it interesting, you kind of get used to that. The Cubs closers have always seemed to do that. Uh, games always seem to, dating back 15 years of watching, 20, 30 years of watching Cubs baseball, their their games seem to end on the warning track a lot. Or, you know, a walk, a hit batsman, and then a strikeout. And just, they always, you know, make the game interesting, but hopefully at the end of the day end up closing it down. That's what Alzale is doing. So I'm happy with his performance as the Cubs closer. Moving on to our next topic. 
I wanted to talk a little bit about HBO's Hard Knocks. I'm not sure how many people watch the show uh, that are listening to the pod, but I would tell you if you do, I recommend your child be at least 13. There's a lot of swearing on the show. Um, you're basically in the locker room with you know, professionals and professional football players and you hear the language and you hear the way the coaches yell at them and that kind of thing. But it is interesting and having Rodgers on there this year and, you know, being with the Jets, obviously, and and seeing the difference that he's making there. And there's always this hard knocks bump, as, as you might call it, is because you're watching that team, you think some of these guys are better than they are. And you think that they're going to, you know, have a great season? You can never really tell. Um, I've seen times where I've watched it, and I'm thinking the team's going to have a great year, and they end up totally out of it. Last year, they had the Arizona Cardinals on, and I think they thought the Cardinals were a playoff team, and their whole year was a complete disaster. So the in-season hard knocks which will be with a different team this year. It'll switch from the preseason being the Jets and then the in-season. I'm not sure what team they pick for that. But that one's really dangerous because you don't know what kind of year that team is going to have. There can be lots of turmoil in the locker room. There can be you know changes in upper management. The Cardinals seemed to have a lot of that last year, and they did not give HBO access to all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. So it just got really messy really quickly. But it it is, of course, dramatic TV and very interesting. But it did get me thinking, being that I have watched the show, not religiously, but I have watched quite a bit of the different seasons of Hard Knocks. And it got me thinking, what were some of Hard Knocks' best moments? And for those of you that... um, those of you that do watch the show, I'm going to share a few of those with you, and maybe you can turn back the clock and remember when some of these things happen. So um, one of my favorites was the Rex Ryan speech. Uh, Rex Ryan was the coach of the Jets at the time. He was snapping on the players, yelling at them about this and that, and you know, constantly using bad language. And then he just stops out of nowhere, and he says, now let's go get a GD snack. And I thought it was a really... I thought it was a really funny moment in the show, especially watching it, um, you know, for the first time. Where I'm going, oh my gosh! Like he he was upset, but it was the Rex Ryan before uh, the surgery, which thinned him out quite a bit, and it just kind of fit that he's like, I'm upset, but now it's time to go get the snack. So he's doing his little thing with the team, but he's still checking the the daily schedule and calendar that they run, and said, let's go get a GD snack, and just kind of ended it at that. So that was kind of funny. Another one was uh, Vontae Davis. This was the Dolphins' year on Hard Knocks. Uh, pretty good, pretty good cornerback, and they did not give him any heads up that they traded him, and they traded him to the Indianapolis Colts. They brought him in, had the cameras in the you know in the GM's office, and he just tells him flat out, you know, you've been traded to Indianapolis. This guy's completely in shock. And the first words out of his mouth is, can I call my grandma? And I just thought it was such a raw moment of the show. I think that they've even changed the show somewhat since that point because of that. Because they, they, they want raw emotion, but at the same time, they probably had some moments where they felt like the show took it too far. Like, hey, you don't want to tell a guy that his life's been basically flipped upside down and he's got to move, you know from the south of the country to the north of the country within the next few days and have that all caught on film. So I, they've changed that a little bit. 
but it was an interesting moment just to hear that guy say, can I call my grandma? And, and they just moved on from that. It was, it was kind of an endearing moment of the show. And the other one for me, and again, this is probably more for the parents. Uh, it was just kind of funny to see the year with the Jets when Antonio Cromartie uh, forgot the names of all of his kids. He, he just kind of had more. Um, it sounded like he named about four different uh, three-year-olds. You can YouTube this and check it out, but you're watching this go, and he, he doesn't remember his kids' names or ages, and it was just a picture of irresponsibility um, coming, uh, being a parent myself and, and thinking about how irresponsible you'd have to be to not um, they remember your children and their, you know, and their ages and just how important of an aspect that that should be in your life. It was, uh, it was something interesting to catch on film and I'm sure they left it in there. So people got a chuckle out of it or to give them a sneak peek into the, how you can be a masterclass football player and you can be at the top of your game in one element of your life. And then maybe not so much, um, on the, on the other end, on the responsibility or parenting end. So I always remember that. I remember talking to one of my coworkers about it um, the next day in the office and asking him if he saw it. We were just kind of kind of laughing about it. But for those of you that have not seen Hard Knocks, I would tell you the the cool things about it. You know, you're getting the behind the scenes look at those lower end players, like that those teams that don't or those players that don't make the 55 man roster, and they have to go in and they get cut, and they got to talk to their talk to their coaches and their coaches give them constructive feedback on the things maybe they need to do to to get to the next level or lock in with a team and it's it's enlightening it's enlightening to see how difficult it is to make it in pro sports uh, it's enlightening to see that even the guys that do make it in the NFL they just got most of them just got a few years i mean the the kids get caught up in the in the Peyton Mannings the Tom Brady's the nowadays the Justin Jeffersons uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, these these types of, of unbelievable athletes that are going to play 10, 15 years. But the vast majority of the league is not like that. It gives you a sneak peek into that life. These guys are struggling. These guys are working really hard just to try, um, you know, to make a team. The other thing is, and I alluded to it earlier, is be careful of thinking the team that's on Hard Knocks is going to be good just based on what you're seeing. Um, they make certain players look like they are going to be the next coming. I'll give you a couple examples from, from ones that I've seen in the past. They had Giovanni Bernard from the Bengals. Phenomenal athlete, an undersized running back in the league, but speed, power. I mean, the guy was, the guy's unbelievable when you watched him. When you watched him on Hard Knocks, they made him look like he was going to be Ladanian Tomlinson. If I was trying to give a comparison to a Hall of Fame type of player, you're entering that season thinking Giovanni Bernard was going to be uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Giovanni Bernard is a good player, but again, they make guys look to be something more than they are. Last year, they had this Malcolm Rodriguez on with the Lions. You thought this guy was going to be Ray Lewis. I mean, every hit they showed him make uh, looks like he's you know, just running through guys and just playing an unbelievable linebacker. And then you get to the season, and you know, he's a fine linebacker, a great athlete, but. Like I say, the show can really skew uh, the guys and their true colors and what they are. So that, those are just some interesting things, some interesting feedback. Again, I, I do recommend the show, but if you have uh, young kids, no. I mean, this guy, the, the Jets coach, this guy's swearing. It seems like every other word. So you don't want you, know, you don't want to expose the kids too early to that kind of language. 
jump into Caden and the reason that he's not on with us tonight. Of course, he knows what's going on with the Cubs. Um, he knows that the, the Cubs won that series and everything, but he's exhausted. And he was basically fell asleep on the couch when we were about to start this. And he got up at 5 a.m. this morning to uh, go to football practice at 6 a.m., then had a full day and also dealing with like 100 degree temperatures out here in Chicago. Uh, the night before he had football practice and then went straight to a uh, some cage work with some of his baseball guys. And this is the, the youth sports thing right now is that it can get really busy. It can be really demanding. And that's why that, that's something I'm going to continue to share on this show is not only his youth sports journey, but also talk about the business of, of youth sports and talk about some of the things that we've seen. I actually put out an email list. I put an email list together, and it's called my Elite Performance Group. And I just have various topics on there that I talk about. And I'm gonna every once in a while in the pod at the end, I'll drop in an Elite Performance topic. And some of the email topics have been things like uh, your kid's not going pro, and I'll send an email out and talk about um, the way you should be enjoying the sports journey with your kids rather than pushing them too hard because the chances that they're going to make a living playing a sport is very, very small. So things like that. I also talk about the right times to start lifting weights and performance training. And I'll mix some of these things in, provide some of that info. But right now, you know, focusing back on Caden, I figured, you know what, let him sleep it off tonight. He's got a his first football game this Saturday. He's never played in a, in a real football game before, but the football experience has been fun. He actually sent me a text this morning from this morning's practice and said, Dad, I scored a touchdown. Uh, and it's just practice. But to see the excitement, that's what sports is all about. And I thought it was really cool to see that he was excited about scoring a touchdown at practice today. So these are the types of things, you know, the, the, the journey that I want to share. And again, but these kids, they're, they, they can get tired. They're human. And when you see that in them, you got to say, hey, take your break, get your sleep, because tomorrow it all starts again and you're going to get up early. And you know what? If you don't feel good, then you stay home. This is nothing's the end of the world here. So that's what's going on with Caden. He's actually sleeping already, and I'm putting this pot out. I think it's about 8.30 on a, um, on a Wednesday night. So again, thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Sports Life. I promise to bring Caden back, and I promise to bring Uncle Clint back and bring some more guests to the table. I'm excited to do that. Remember to like us, follow us, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night.